and welcome back to Behind the Restaurant. As always, I am your guiding host, Jerry. I appreciate you guys joining me. And I thought for this one we'd take a not normal direction from the general way I usually present my look at the restaurant industry. And I thought we'd sit back a little bit and actually answer a question that gets posed in almost any job that you take in any position that you end up going to would you recommend this that's a very it's a very thought-provoking question because in the restaurant industry usually that's what you end up doing you recommend the next person for a position that's usually a friend of yours, somebody you know, somebody you're close with, family member, any number of things. You're recommending somebody to get a role filled because A, either you want to work close with that person because you enjoy their company or because you think the person you're recommending would be good. So why not spin the question over and put it on its head for a little bit? I'm going to ask the question of myself and of most people that are in this industry. But I'm not asking it from the same position that this question normally gets asked from. Because if you think about it, we've seen so many articles and so many things that give us an interpretation of recommendation from somebody who's in the industry from a chef's position or from an owner's position or from any of those kind of positions in the restaurant industry. And as I stated way back when I started this, when the whole podcast was named something else, this this whole position of mine is not from someone who owns any part of this industry. It's not from somebody who has experience to the nth degree in just one section. I come from the side of someone who's been trained on many different things within the restaurant industry. I've been cross-trained on so many different departments in the restaurant industry that I could do each one without even thinking about it. it they just they, they come naturally. They're just part of what my training has been for so long. But I don't come at it from a position of full financial and ownership authority. I come at it from a position of someone who's had to work day in and day out for these jobs. Someone who's had to be there on weekends and holidays and work nights or work late or close a place at 3 a.m. after being there from 10 in the morning. I'm coming from a position of the 90% of the staff who works for a restaurant versus the 10% that has some kind of stake in it. So from that side, what the question is asking is a lot deeper. Would I recommend this? Would I recommend the journey of what it means to work for food and beverage? Would I recommend what it means to work in quick service or in fast casual or fast food or 
any number of ways that you wish to label this industry, would I recommend that people grind themselves into this? Would I recommend that a career be made out of this? Would I recommend that any of this be part of the day-to-day ethos of who you are as a person in any industry or any career path? The straight answer to that is no. And it's, it's, it's kind of an opposing answer to what I've presented for months on this podcast. And it, it comes from a place of truly thinking about this industry for a long time. Would I recommend it? No, I, I wouldn't. There's too many things that go wrong and too many things that happen in the oddest of ways and too many ways that losing your job won't even be your own fault. Like, in so many other positions, we are at fault for the things that we do that cause us to lose the position that we have. If I mess up what I'm currently doing, then it's on me, and me losing my job falls on me. It doesn't fall on anybody else. In the restaurant industry, there are so many times where the chance of you losing your job couldn't possibly not fall on something you did wrong, but just something on somebody's perception of you for that moment. Or somebody's misunderstanding of you. Or somebody's misguidance of who they think you are. Any number of these things can end up leading to why you would end up losing your job. And I completely understand there are many fields that can fall along these lines in the same way just because of the corporate nature that they belong to. But what I am saying in this one is, if you think about it, we're talking about most restaurant jobs where you're not getting paid at the same level that somebody who works corporate is getting paid at, where you're getting paid, if not just barely above above minimum wage, you're getting paid exactly minimum wage. Or if you make tips, you're getting paid below minimum wage. And the tips that you make are supposed to compensate for what you bring home. So I was thinking of all of this and I was thinking of every part of this and I was trying to understand why I would say I wouldn't recommend it when I actually enjoy it and wish and want to open up my own restaurant. But every time I think about on how I would open up my own restaurant, I don't plan on doing it any way near on how everybody else that I've worked for has done it. It doesn't matter where the success has come in some of these places. It is important to see that Some of these places stopped understanding the people that work for them and only understood what the bottom line was of finances. And yes, financials are important, and I get that, and I understand the P&Ls, and I get the um, day-to-day transactions, and I understand that you have to make a certain amount. But I've also come to understand that when you start losing respect for the people who are working for you, and that doesn't mean that you're giving in to them, in the sense that they're the ones taking over the position and the power of the restaurant. I just mean when you start losing respect for the people who work for you in the sense that you only view them as money or as payment or anything like that, 
then in some way, haven't you lost the sense of what your restaurant is, what your concept is? And this is also in part with a conversation I had in a previous podcast just recently. It's like, once you reach a certain level, aren't you obligated not to be what you once were? You kind of are. Because once you're so big that the finances is the only important part of what you do, then guess what? It's the only part of what you do. People don't matter at that point. People aren't important. I hate to tell you this for anybody who has this misguided belief that the employee is important at places like McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or Domino's or Chipotle or any one of these places. I'm sorry, you're lying to yourself. The employee isn't. Some places treat employees better than other places, but the employee doesn't matter on a day-to-day basis because they're replaceable. They're so replaceable and so easily replaceable that there's never a thought of how important it is to keep a certain group of people. The thought is, who can I bring in to take over that position that I'm going to allow to leave right now? I'm not even going to fight for them to be here because I don't care. Because that's what the feeling of most of these places get off, give off when it comes to employees. They don't care. They don't care about their employees. They don't care about understanding their employees. They don't care about, they care about the bottom line. And I, I read so much, I read so many articles and I read so many different perceptions and so many different blogs, and so many different sides. And I've watched so many things where people talk about the, the, the way they view the people that work for them and, and all these things. Like if you're going to be successful, you have to think of the business and think of the numbers and think of the importance in that way. The people don't matter as much. You can always find, and I'm left wondering, like, is this the only way people were taught that this industry would succeed and work? Is this the only way that it's been ingrained into the generations of of restaurateurs that it must be put in? Like, yo, if you look at all the, a lot, not all, I apologize, not all. If you look at a lot of the bigger and more accomplished, you know, restaurateurs, there's always something that they're doing to skim out from the people that work for them. There's always an issue that pops up with what they're doing. There's never a full understanding of what they're doing and how good it is for the people that work for them as much as it is as good for them. Because at some point, the only bottom line that matters isn't the bottom line of how much the restaurant makes. It's the bottom line of how much of what the restaurant makes can go into my pocket. That's the only thing that ends up mattering. That's the only thing that holds any say or sway in what they decide to do. So, you know, that's a hard thing to swallow for somebody who works in the industry. And then the perception from outside, if that's the way you view it, then how can you make a career out of this? That's a good question. How can you? How is it a good idea to make a career out of something that just holds you in the worst ways? How is it a good idea to make a career out of something that grabs a hold of you and lets you go in the worst moments 
and then tries to bring you back, but for less than what you were worth before. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to actually take this kind of look at something that has been presented to us for a long time. There's so many restaurants that are presented in such a way to the customer that the customer doesn't care about what happens in the restaurant. They care only about the food that's presented to them. That's another, that was another topic. Does the customer, does the employee matter? In the overall, it doesn't seem so. The customer doesn't care about the employee and the owners and the restaurateurs and the people above don't care about the employees. So if nobody cares about the employees, what do the employees matter? They matter for what the the restaurateur and owner are trying to sell because we talked about that. If you have a good employee who can sell your concept and what you're trying to to deliver to the customer, then the employee matters. If they can't, then the employee doesn't matter. But for how long does that employee matter? How long? What's the shelf life? Because this is talked about in sports all the time, especially in football. It's talked about how long does the life expectancy or career expectancy of a player go for? How long? Most People say that in most positions, it's, I don't know, half a dozen years. Now, let's take that and apply it to restaurant life. How long can the position go for? That depends. That depends on a lot of things. That depends on age. That depends on experience. And that depends on what the restaurant wants. So let's tackle age first. For a long time, the view of anyone seeing anybody else working a cashier or waitress or any number of those kind of positions over the age of 35 or 40, you're looked down on. It's a common sense that's given off like, what is this older person doing here? Why haven't you done anything with your life? This should be a transitional position. This shouldn't be something you do for the rest of your life. This isn't a career. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. If what they're doing makes them enough money to go into things and come out of things and support their family and get themselves in the right place without adding on unnecessary debt or doing anything too inappropriate or doing anything wrong or putting themselves in the wrong position why isn't what they're doing as good as somebody else who is making a tons of money a ton of money and has a hundred thousand dollars in student debt like why does the position that a restaurant employee have is why is it allowed to be looked down on so much Because it's not a position that somebody in a corporate world would take. Or is it just not a position you would take anymore? And once you leave that kind of thought process, you automatically assume that now you can't understand how anybody else would take that position. Especially at your own age. Like, these kind of things baffle me. And they astonish me. And they bother me to my core. Some people enjoy what they do. 
Some people enjoy what they do even when you don't enjoy that they're doing it. That happens quite often. Happens more often than almost anything else. It's the other people lacking enjoyment in the fact that this one person is enjoying what they do that truly bothers them. It's not the fact that you're 40 and still working it. It's the fact that you're 40 still working it and like to go to it day in and day out. That bothers them because they don't understand because they're 35 and they're working in a place that's 9 to 5. They have weekends off and they don't enjoy their place of employment. And they don't enjoy what they do in day in and day out. So how can you, five years older than them, be making less money than them, be in a position of working for a place that's not as good as theirs, enjoy it? That's that's crazy. Don't you see that? That that thought process that people have on whether on why somebody should or should not, you don't enjoy your job. That doesn't mean I have to not enjoy mine. But how does this come back to would I recommend it? Because it comes back to the idea of not everybody should do what I enjoy. No, I'm not recommending it to anybody. I'm not recommending it to one single person. There's not one person out there that I'm saying you should go into the restaurant industry. No. I don't recommend this to any of you. What I do say is, if you love it, if you enjoy it before you're even in it, if you find it to be the most, the thing you think about doing, fucking do it. You don't need my recommendation. You don't need anybody's recommendation. You don't need anybody to understand what it is you want to do. All you need to do is do. Like, that's the part that gets lost. It's okay for everything else. You want to be an entrepreneur? It's okay that you go and do that. You want to open up a restaurant? It's okay that you go and do that. You want to be a car salesman? It's okay that you go and do that. You want to, I don't know, walk from here to California. Here would be New York. California would be across the country. It's okay that you go and do that. You want to work in the restaurant industry? Start off out as a cashier and maybe work your way up if that's what you want to do? No, that's not okay. Don't do that. What? No, no, no. Don't do that. That's not okay. None of that is okay. It's not right for you to want to do that. It's the restaurant industry. Why would you... Why, why, why do any of these people matter in the mind of somebody that enjoys what they will possibly do or enjoys what they're doing? Just because others view it as a transition doesn't mean it is one for everybody. Some people actually thought about this industry and went, shit, I could make something of it. I could do something long term with this. Let me apply myself. But then, how do you get the owners and the customers to understand that? I'm going to be very honest with you. Customers don't matter in this situation. The customer is going to be in the restaurant enjoying themselves whether or not you're enjoying what you're doing and you still want to be there. That's the truth of it. They want the food. 
The food is what they're here for. The ambiance will give them a plus or a minus, and the employees will give them another plus or a minus, and that will decide whether or not they return. But it will not decide the initial steps that are taken. Now, the owner slash entrepreneur slash um, restaurateur, that one is a little bit more tenuous in what the perception of what they want to see is. Because to be very honest, most of them eventually want to transition away from seeing an older person in the front where customers can see them. Because they don't feel comfortable with that. They are stuck in this ageism mindset that leaves them with this thought that, oh, I need to go younger. But it isn't always better. You want experience, but you don't want to pay for it. We've discussed that before. That's not even in question. That literally happens day in and day out. You want someone who understands the business, but you want them at a lower rate. Hey, instead of starting as a GM, I know that's what you wanted. I know that's what you applied for. I know that's what you said. we said was open. But hey, you know what? Start as an assistant manager first. Work your way up. Why? I've been something else before. I've been what I'm applying for, and I'm applying for this thing. Why do I have to start from a lower position? Because you want to pay me less. Because you don't want to pay me what I'm deserved. Because you know if I take this lower position, and it's at a lower rate, when you put me up to the position you know you want me in, you can get away with paying less than having to bring me from the outside and pay me more because I'm I deserve that. Because I've worked for that outside of your company. Because I've put in the time outside of your company. Because I actually have the experience you're looking for. And it deserves to get paid at the level that I'm saying I deserve to get paid at. That scares you. That scares most. And it's, it's weird. All of this is weird. And all of this comes back to why... Wouldn't you recommend it? Why wouldn't you? Because of all those things. Because there's such a huge handicap in working this industry for any length of time. There's a handicap by the ceiling that's put above you. There's a handicap by the people that are put around you. There's a handicap by the positions you take and what you give up and what you don't. Here's the handicap for all those situations. For the ceiling, there's only so far that a restaurant tour and an owner will let you go. You're never going to become an owner. You're never going to be part of the company that they're building. You're never going to be one of them. So you're capped somewhere. You're capped within this industry somewhere. Two, the idea that, you know, it's just... it. It's a mess. And at some point, as an employee, you have to decide what you want to do. And I'm a little bit all over the place in this one because there's so many thoughts running through my head in just the notion of what this is. And I've said one and two like four times and not go on where because I've kind of lost the train of thought in a way because I started going down a different rabbit hole. But that's that's just it. This industry 
doesn't deserve to be recommended to anybody. Because this industry doesn't truly appreciate the people who matter to it. Unless you're a star. Those people matter in a different way. But the employees that work day in and day out, they don't matter as much. They're not considered as much. Now, that's not to say that I think that all all employees are perfect. Not at all. That's not what I'm getting at. But I'm getting at the fact that there are a group of them. There are more than enough of them that deserve real consideration and have never been given it because there's a perception of what their experience is or what their understanding is or whatever. There's just, there's perceptions, there's things put in place that wouldn't allow them to be as high as they once were or high as they could be. Let's, let's be honest. I'm going to, I'm going to deviate this conversation for a moment and I'm going to focus on me and be extremely honest or try to. I haven't been a general manager in nearly six years. So I've worked for different restaurants and then I transitioned to what I'm currently doing, which is bookkeeping. But I haven't been a GM for over six years. Was I the best general manager? No. There were a few things that left to be desired. There's a few areas that I needed to grow in that would made me better. And I don't deny that. I was probably... The perception that I gave off was I was weak as a general manager because I wasn't as hard on my employees as others were. And that's fair. I don't deny that I was like that. So I have no problem with that. But the core of what I'm trying to get to is if I were to apply... For a GM position now, not having had a GM position in over six years, how close do you think I could get to the position? How close do you think in the interview process? I could probably get two or three interviews because I can put enough on my resume to, you know, put myself there into the GM position. But how many of the applications for general manager would end up being Somebody saying, we could try you at assistant manager, even though what I came in to apply for was general manager. Like, how much of that could I actually get done and do? I wonder that from time to time. I honestly think I wouldn't even get one offer to be general manager these days. And I'm not trying to put myself down or belittle my understanding of the industry. I just honestly believe that I've been gone from it so long that that would hold sway in how to or whether or not to put me in a position of authority. I also think it's been a long time since I've answered those questions that I don't know (laughs) if I could answer them in the way that they're being looked for to be answered. I've always hated interview questions, man. I've always hated how the perception of interviews get going. Like, I don't enjoy it. Because I don't feel that the questions are realistic. I feel that the questions are the same questions you get asked when you're going for a college application interview. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? 
uh, uh, what does that matter? In all honesty, think about it. Let's take that perception. In 2019, if you were asked where you saw yourself in five years and you get a, gave a straight up answer and then 2020 came, huh, how does your perception of where you were going to be in five years have, how has it changed? How has the real, the reality of it changed? Like, where do I see myself in five years? I see myself doing my best at wherever I am. Is that a good enough answer? No, because that answer doesn't give them anything they want. It doesn't truly answer the question in the way they're hoping to get it. It doesn't really... It, it's not really a question that gives you the chance of answering anything in any particular way anyway. A lot of people think it does, and it is, but it's not. It's not worthy of that. Where do I see myself in a year? Well, if you hire me, I see myself here, working for you. And doing what I need to do to make this place a success. How do you handle adversity? By getting up and adjusting to it when it comes. See, the problem is, for me... I'm way too sarcastic at this point and I enjoy my high level of sarcasm that I couldn't answer these interview questions that they're trying to give me, like, honest... I, I couldn't answer them without having some kind of sarcastic deviation to them because I don't hold that in any way as I used to. So it's going to be funny when I finally go on to whatever my next career path is and have to answer these questions again. Like, shit, I'm screwed. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold back the sarcasm enough to not answer sarcastically. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking. Maybe I should do that. One of these days, just apply to four or five different restaurants and try to apply for a general manager position and see how many callbacks for interviews I get. How many people want me for an interview? I would love to see how many I actually get. Just for ego purposes. I want to see if I can inflate my ego up enough to say, Hey, they called me. <laughs> hey, my resume was still good. <laughs> how the hell would that work now? Like, after being a GM, I went just to be a delivery manager for about two years. Like, <laughs> how would that be perceived? I went down. Like, I truly went down. So in the restaurant industry, if you go back down, where you were up from, they don't care anymore. They don't view it in the same place. You've not been there. No, you're not there. You didn't continue that. If you would have continued, then we would view you the same. That's why I don't recommend this shit. That's so why I don't recommend this. Like, how can you recommend something that because you didn't take the next step up automatically means you don't deserve to be in that upper echelon anymore? Like, are you shitting me? I still have the skills. I still have the ability. I still understand the business and the industry. Why the f do I not belong there? Huh? Yeah, <sighs> It's just a weird set of things. So to wrap this up, like, no, man, I don't recommend this to any of y'all. I recommend you opening up your own place or finding a group of people that enjoy 
what your idea is and you going with them and opening up a place and doing it smartly and creating contracts and not doing it on a whim, hoping that everybody understands and everybody will go. No, be smart. If you're going to open up a business, you're going to open up a business. But also be good to the people you decide to open up the business with and the people you decide to hire to work for your business. Don't be an ass. Like, like I said, I've been perceived for so long of being too nice that it has hindered me in my growth in the restaurant industry when I was trying to be a general manager. I did get finally an opportunity, but as I was heading in that direction, it wasn't easy. So what do I say to you guys with that? Screw it. Be nice. Be good. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Be a decent human being. Don't try to be an asshole. Don't try to shit on the people that work for you. Don't try to be what they believe you should be. Be who you are. And guess what? It may mean that you don't get in the industry as much or as long as you should or want to. But you don't have to change who you are at your core to make things better. You can make things better by being who you are at your core. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.